Welcome to the Tech Cat Show with host Lori H. Schwartz. Each week we hear from established leaders in the technology and consumer industry. Finding out the scoop should never be this much fun. Now, here is your host, Lori H. Schwartz. Hello, hello everybody and welcome to this week's Tech Cat Show. And we have an amazing show today. We have scored the fabulous Todd Forsythe, who's Senior Vice President of Digital Marketing at Dell, and we're going to get into how does a big brand move through this crazy space. So let's have a big tech hat welcome for Todd Forsythe, ladies and gentlemen. Let's hear it. All right, everyone calm down. Calm down. Okay. <laughs> you know, we have a, uh, a fake live audience here, Todd, and they just go mad. For, for the guests here on the show. So, well, Todd, I'd like to us. thank everyone for such a kind introduction. <laughs> well, Todd, tell us, um, tell us about yourself and your role at Dell because so you have a really interesting background and you're obviously working at a, a, a fabulously large, great brand and doing really interesting work. And also, Todd was recognized a couple of years ago for being a top B2B marketer. Um, so we have someone here who's an award winner in the marketing space, so um, we're so looking forward to hearing your insights. Uh, so, so give us a sense of your background and how you ended up at Dell. Sure, absolutely, Laurie. So uh, I've been in uh, B2B high-tech marketing for decades, 20-plus uh, years, and I, I hope not to date myself on the call here, uh, but I've had the uh, fortunate uh, 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 pleasure of working for some really fantastic brands, uh, heading up uh, corporate marketing at Oracle, uh, corporate marketing at Salesforce.com, and then running relationship marketing at Dell, corporate marketing at EMC, and now spearheading uh, digital marketing for Dell Technologies. Oh, cool. And um, Dell Technologies, um, tell us what Dell Technologies is, and obviously a subgroup inside of Dell, but what, what are you responsible for there? Yeah, so Dell Technologies is our umbrella brand that uh, encompasses our solutions that we offer uh, both consumers and businesses uh, across uh, security, storage, networking, servers, uh, uh, PCs, uh, and client-based uh, products. So it incorporates brands such as Dell, Dell EMC, uh, 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 SecureWorks, RSA, uh, Pivotal, so it's a, a wide-ranging uh, product assortment that's really focused on helping companies uh, enable their own uh, digital transformation. Oh, I love that word. So when you have the title digital marketing, which nowadays could mean so many different things because, and I've, I've heard this, and I think I've been saying it too, that we should just get rid of the word digital, but if your title involves digital marketing, what would you say, you know, that means to Dell? Because I know it means so many different things to so many different people. Uh, yeah, absolutely. That's a great question. And, and I look at my, my title, uh, and I, I personally, I think everyone in the organization is digital. Uh, I, I sit within the marketing organization, and a significant portion of our focus uh, throughout all aspects of marketing is digital. So I, I like to think of the entire marketing organization as a digital marketing organization. Uh, I'm more focused on understanding the customer experience and how we engage with our customers uh, across digital touch points and then bringing to the organization all of the enabling capabilities so we could be relevant and personalized in an engaging experience with our customers. Um, I love that you said personalized too because I just um, attended um, Shop, um, oh my gosh, what was it called? Shop, shop, uh, shop Talk. Um, which was the big trade show in Vegas recently for, I think it was Shop Talk or Shop Something. Um, and a lot of what they talked about was how retail is moving towards personalization. And certainly Dell is famous for being one of the first um, companies, I think, in the world across any business vertical to offer such a personalized buying experience where you could literally go online and customize your computer before anybody else was doing that. Yeah, that's a that's a, a great perspective. What we're focused on now is 
how do we take that personalization to the next level? So uh, not only when you configure your own uh, uh, notebook, but when you look at the buying, the entire buying process from uh, education and awareness through learning through consideration to buy, uh, both for consumers as well as uh, large enterprises, how do we make sure that every interaction that we have with the customer is relevant to them and all of the content and the value propositioned is really tailored to them as individuals as opposed to uh, segments per se, which we've been chasing in, in marketing for many, many years. Yeah, it's funny too because when I think of myself just as a consumer, even though I'm in sort of the you know marketing technology space as a consultant, but when I think of myself as a consumer, my expectations are so high now for the retail experience with any category. I mean, I expect things to be delivered in the next day, and I expect them to be delivered for me in some way. And and if I'm not, there's a real brand dissatisfaction there. So are you finding this tremendous pressure now um, to, to really create a great experience? Yes, Lori. In fact, uh, I recently read some research where uh, these days 70% of consumers are expecting brands to deliver a highly relevant experience. And as you, as you probably know, if you if you rewind the clock five, six years ago, uh, relevance and personalization used to be kind of a, a creepy word. Uh, but now, uh, given where many brands are headed with regard to uh, delivering unique, relevant, and compelling experience, Experiences, uh, the bar has been raised and, and our, our customers are expecting it. So, um, and we're going to get more into like your day-to-day at Dell um, after we take a break, but just from, from your perspective, because this is the, I find myself explaining this to people a lot, but you know, you're a B2B guy, but don't you think everything ultimately is kind of about C? So even if you have a B2B title, you're still in the end thinking about C? Yeah, absolutely. And even even as we look at uh, B2B, uh, you know, we need to realize that our B2B customers are consumers while they're at home. So, you know, while while uh, I, I often focus on our uh, B2B segment, uh, we have as much uh, focus on our consumers, and increasingly we're looking at engagement with our customers both across the consumer as well as the uh, business environment. Yeah, it's interesting because do you, do you, is it is it like it used to be in, in terms of the buying cycle where uh, someone comes into a large corporation and they're given a PC or or is it like some of the funkier new media companies now where you just bring your own? And so uh, we're, has seeing, that we're seeing a blend like in the marketplace. We have uh, some enterprises that are providing uh, client devices uh, for uh, for their employees. Uh, we have other companies that are providing uh, the, uh, a, a cash allowance for their device, and we have other companies that are expecting employees to bring devices. So uh, there are emerging trends uh, all the way around. Well, that's so interesting. So that totally impacts then how you market because now you have completely different segments that you're dealing with. I mean, do you sleep at night? <laughs> I, I I do sleep at night because uh, we have a, a wonderful brand and uh, you know, a fantastic relationship with our customers. So it makes uh, makes me sleep a lot easier at night. <laughs> I would love that. Well, we're going to take a break in a moment. When we come back, I'd love to talk about just some insights that you're seeing across the you know uh, digital marketing space and and how and how you're approaching them because a lot of what we talk about about on this show are trends and a lot of them are are the emerging trends with technology so I'd love to talk to you about you know how how you're thinking about all of these different technology plays and consumer behaviors and how they're impacting um, the day to day of of your work and um just out of curiosity which which Dell are you using? I'm using the XPS. It's an ab- absolutely fantastic device. I mean, I saw so many of, of your newer um, notebooks at South by Southwest. Where I, Was this your first year at South by Southwest? And we've, been, been uh, we've been at South by Southwest for a number of years. So uh, every year we uh, turn up the experience. So uh, perhaps we were a little bit louder and prouder this year than in past years. 
Yeah, I mean, I thought it was wonderful. I mean, besides having great panels and sessions, you also had sort of a trailer made out to be like an office and a business and showcased all the new devices. And I love when it's use case like that and everything was touchscreen and really cool and it was quite quite um, engaging and a great way to, to showcase the brand. And I love when brands actually showcase who they are instead of like, oh, let's do a, do a VR experience because VR is hot. But you actually like had things that had context to your brand, which is so smart. Oh, we appreciate the kind words. Well, um, it's, it's so not a problem here on the Tech Cat Show. So we're going to take, <laughs> take a quick break, and then we're going to get into a little bit deeper about some of the digital marketing trends that Todd Forsyth is encountering as SVP of digital marketing for Dell um, when we come back on the Tech Cat Show. comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. The key point of contact between consumers and brands is technology. StoryTech, a boutique agency, empowers you to use that tech to deliver your message, engage your customers, and raise the bottom line. How do you track and exploit the trends? How do you stay ahead of industry disruption? And how do you maximize profit from content? From strategy to execution, the answer is StoryTech. Inform, innovate, create. Visit us at story-tech.com. That's story-tech.com. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. This is the Tech Cat Show with Lori H. Schwartz. If you want to find out more about our show or to leave a comment or question, send an email to lori at techcat.tv. That's lori at techcat.tv. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Tech Cat Show. We are having a fabulous conversation with Todd Forsyth, who's the senior vice president of a small company um, called Dell for digital marketing. And um, Todd is going to um, get into a little bit about what's happening in personalization. Um, personalization is one of the hot topics right now for any sort of retail experience. And I think we're all wondering, like, how does Adele do it? Because that's what you're the most famous for before it was really even something that everybody talked about. Now it's, it's a normal expectation that when you buy something, it's going to be personalized to you. So how are you guys doing it? Uh, that's a great question, Lori. So we're, we are trying to take personalization uh, to the next uh, level. We have a, a plan in place uh, that, w- that we call personalization at scale, uh, which essentially is architecting a customer experience where every digital touch we have with a customer, whether they are on Dell.com, DellEMC.com, DellTechnologies.com, or even third-party websites, the content and the value proposition is tailored to that specific individual. So we're moving from a a marketing strategy where we're focused on segments to uh, on individuals. And if if you step back and and think about, Laurie, it's it's quite an engineering marvel because essentially within about 300 milliseconds, we need to understand who that customer is, predict what we think the customer is looking for, assemble all of the content, and then deliver an amazing experience consistently across touch points that we have with the customer. So uh, we're building the infrastructure, the data environment, and all of the processes to enable that level of personalization at every customer touch. Uh, that's so cool. So give me, an, uh, give me an example of how that plays out. And you, you could use me as your use case. Uh, you know, I'm a, a, a mom. I work at home. Um, I do a lot of business travel. Um, my my notebook dies, and so I go on to the Dell site. And then, how does it know who I am? If well, I've never I'll, been to the I'll, Dell site, before, uh, you know. make that even a little bit more challenging. Which is, let's say that you're not on the Dell website, but you're on one of your favorite websites uh, off of Dell.com, and you know, we we essentially uh, track uh, your your cookie. 
Uh, we track your product interests uh, that are attached to your cookie, which is you know, essentially anonymous information. So we don't know who you are, but we have an understanding of what your interests are. And then based on your behaviors, whether your behaviors are on our websites or whether your behavior is on third-party websites, we dynamically generate content and serve it up to you on the site that you're visiting or even on uh, Dell, EMC, Dell.com. So uh, we, we, we call that dynamic, or dynamic content optimization. So essentially, based on you, your individual identifier, we assemble all of the content real-time to deliver a one-to-one experience. So is, is, is this like the ad that follows me wherever I go that everyone's so irritated about, or is it a mixture of other types of digital marketing? Because the, I, know, I know, again, I'm in the business, so I get it. But, yeah. you know, again, you buy that pair of shoes, and then for like another week you're seeing that pair of shoes wherever you go. You know? that, that's a great example of uh, how I would consider it to be done incorrectly, uh, meaning that uh, we, from, a, from an optimization perspective, we need to understand uh, the actions that you take. Uh, and if you end up purchasing a product, then all communications post-product purchase should recognize the product that you purchased and products that you've purchased historically. If you don't purchase a product and you're uh, out surfing the web and, and you see the same product over and over and over again, uh, you know, that's, that's what we call uh, uh, over, overdoing it. So what we try to aim to do is to plot out a journey. So we will look at if, if you abandon a cart, uh, we will absolutely Absolutely, uh, put the product in, in front of you and your digital experience again. Uh, but mm-hmm. if, if you don't respond, we'll change the offer so you're not seeing the same product over and over and over again. So there's a, a communication cadence that we put in place against all of our what we call customer journeys. And, and are you also looking at you know how to capture the younger you know younger segments? So you're still looking at segments. So millennials and where they are, so then I guess exploring other platforms like a Snapchat or, or even a Twitter or some of the other uh, social media platforms that traditionally might not have been part of the day-to-day of a, um, you know, a B2B consumer, but are you guys looking at those as well? Yes, 100%. And, and, and you know, that, that ties to uh, a macro trend that we're seeing that's, that's emerged uh, for the past five years, which is uh, you, before consumers engage with a brand, we're finding that increasingly uh, our customers, and it's true both in a business as well as a consumer environment, are self-educating themselves on uh, products, uh, services, and solutions. So by the time they get to your website, they've already vetted products with peers. Uh, they've had interactions uh, through social networks. Uh, they've uh, looked at uh, visuals of your products on in Instagram. So social is an incredibly important channel for us because that's where we find uh, customers engaging in tremendous amounts of peer-to-peer dialogue. Uh, so we listen to, uh, listen to our customers. We engage our customers in social networks, uh, and we help them in, in their buying consideration process in social networks, and it's becoming a, a very, very uh, strong channel for us. It's funny, too, because um, I, I always wonder about, you know, we're all hearing the stories about how brick and mortars are, are dying this, like, slow death and that um, so many of us are just buying straight online. But for, for bigger purchases like computers, I want to go into the store and touch something first, right, and, and handle it. So are, those, are there any trends in that sort of brick-and-mortar space that you guys are looking at that are sort of capturing the, the modern shopping experience? Well, well, as I look at the B2B experience where you have that same level of configuration, uh, particularly as, as you look at uh, storage arrays and, and servers, uh, we're beginning to evaluate 
uh, how virtual reality can bring a configuration in the, pro- in the product purchasing uh, process uh, to life. So you have a much better understanding of uh, what you're configuring, how it fits within your data center environment. So we're just beginning to wrap our minds around virtual reality as it relates to the digital shopping experience. Uh, and then the, the other area that we are, are beginning to take a look at is uh, uh, chatbots and to what extent can we leverage AI as a form of intelligence and offer a customer kind of 24 by 7 assistance around the clock when they're interacting with us digitally. Right, and AI was a big conversation at that retail conference that I went to because it seems to be a part of almost every aspect of of the buying experience. Um, How how, um, important is it right now for you guys and when you're looking at all this, especially at a B2B level, in terms of loyalty? I mean, are you working on creating relationships with that IT professional or is it more still one-to-one inside of that larger office or work environment? Well, that's a great question, and, and, and it, you know, it's something that I think the B2B industry has gotten wrong for many, many years. When, when you think about large purchases, uh, what you find in the mid-market and in the enterprise space that individuals don't buy, but buying teams and buying units are typically evaluating large-scale purchases. But when you, when you step back and think about the CRM capabilities that are vastly available in the industry today, uh, most CRM capabilities are oriented around tracking individuals as customers. So increasingly, what we're attempting to do is to look at how we engage with a business-to-business customer as a buying unit versus an individual. And then based on the engagement with that buying unit, what are the buying triggers that we could recognize so we can, one, deliver an experience uh, to our customers, and two, provide our sales teams with the level of intelligence and insight they need to engage with the customer directly? Yeah, it's, it's, so, it's so interesting because, again, B2B is, as I was saying to you offline, like B2B is still C, but it's B2B. <laughs> yes, exactly. exactly. And, and, you, and if you think about the, the CRM capabilities that we all uh, leverage today, uh, you know, be, beyond uh, the, the targeting and the orchestration of a customer journey, you know, ultimately when you pass a lead into the sales organization, it's an individual. It's one lead. And you know, what we're not doing as an industry is we're not recognizing that broader customer relationship and all of the individuals that are engaged in that relationship. So, you know, increasingly, we're looking at that much, much broader, fuller relationship between uh, Dell and our B2B customers. Now, I was stalking you a little bit before the interview, and um, <laughs> and I was reading some of your LinkedIn conversations, and one of them you were talking about how brand inter- in- interactions now are happening in a variety of different places, like not planned places. So how do you manage that when your brand is out there like, you know, poor Pepsi, United, and all these guys right now that are having misfires, but then also there are some indirect things that happen that you didn't even plan for. Um, is that something that's in your sort of concern area? Um, it, it, it is. So we, to, to give you an example, uh, you know, I'd mentioned earlier, Laurie, that we're finding that customers are self-educating themselves on uh, products and services long before they interact with their brand. So you know, the key challenge for us as marketers, uh, how how do we understand those conversations? How do we uh, effectively be a part of those conversations in a relevant and value-add way? Uh, one of the things that we did, uh, this was probably a year ago, uh, we, we did a pilot where we leveraged our social listening engine. So, you know, accompanying a social listening engine, you have all of these algorithms, kind of like Boolean logic that uh, tracks keywords for your brand vis-a-vis competitive brands. And uh, and and it's, it's a great tool to listen to the conversations around your brand and engage with customers. But we had this idea of if we can create this logic that represents your brand, then certainly we can extend that logic to incorporate terms like I'm considering, I'm uh, comparing, um, I have an RFP. So essentially we teased out uh, 
buying triggers out of social conversations. Uh, so that gave us an understanding of the conversations that were associated with our brand where customers were looking at products that we were not privy to. Uh, we then trained a, a, a social sales team and we funneled those conversations over to a social sales team. They engaged in the conversations recognizing that they're a Dell uh, team member uh, and they wanted to help the customer as much as possible. And one of the things that we found was uh, at that time when we, when we tested it, it was one of the most effective marketing techniques that we've ever invested in. You know, I, in a, I think the challenge is uh, when, you, when you look at the industry capabilities that exist as a marketer, there's really no scalable, repeatable way to take that process uh, and extend it globally in, um, in a, a, a seamless way. So we're, we're still looking at how we crack that nut. Yeah, I think those are, and the case study you just explained, those are the big brand wins when the brand actually responds on Twitter and, and they're jocular or they're irreverent or irreverent or anything like that. And then you hear about that and that has like this halo effect that's even bigger than just, just the experience. All right, well, we're going to pop out and take a break now. Um, and when we come back, we're going to get a little bit into getting Todd's perspective on some other MarTech and business trends that are impacting Dell. Um, as someone that is really, uh, you know, sitting at the forefront of, of digital marketing, um, and I did stalk you, but I didn't find out, like, what's in your house or anything like that. So <laughs> I want to hear about some of the tech that you may have in your house. So we'll be back in a moment on the Tech Cat Show with Todd Forsyth, who's the SVP of digital marketing over at a tiny company called Dell. We'll be back in a moment. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. The key point of contact between consumers and brands is technology. StoryTech, a boutique agency, empowers you to use that tech to deliver your message, engage your customers, and raise the bottom line. How do you track and exploit the trends? How do you stay ahead of industry disruption? And how do you maximize profit from content? From strategy to execution, the answer is StoryTech. Inform, innovate, create. Visit us at story-tech.com. That's story-tech.com. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network. This is the Tech Cat Show with Lori H. Schwartz. If you want to find out more about our show or to leave a comment or question, send an email to Lori at TechCat.tv. That's Lori at TechCat.tv. Hello, everybody, and we are back with the fabulous Todd Forsyth, who is the SVP of Digital Marketing for Dell. And we were just talking about how so much of being involved in digital is about transformation, um, not only transforming how you communicate to your customer, but also being part of your own company's transformation. And, and Todd, you were telling me that Dell is, in, in fact, going through a transformation. Yes, we we are, in fact, going through a transformation uh, in, in the marketing organization. And I like to think of it as, as a journey. Uh, it, I, we, we don't really see an end point. Our, our goal is to continually evolve based on the changing needs of our customers. Uh, you know, right now, if you look at where we are, uh, relative to personalization, we are excellent in channels. So there are, there are certain channels that we engage with our customers where our personal Personalization is, is probably at, at uh, best in class or, or above. Uh, the challenge that, that we face right now is that we don't really have that orchestration layer that crosses channels. So uh, whether you engage with us through uh, digital advertising or you engage with us directly on our website or in the B2B side, if you engage with us through our sales organization, uh, we don't have a, a digital uh, a, a digital message and a digital value proposition that 
that crosses uh, all channels. So we're in process of building out the capability that allows us to orchestrate an experience uh, across multiple channels. And that incorporates not only pulling all of the data together, both both uh, anonymous sources of data as, lo- as well as physical sources of data, but uh, when you think about enabling a customer experience digitally, uh, we need all of our content to sit in one place. Uh, so we are building out digital asset management to, to keep content in the, in the same place. And then if you think about delivering that content to the endpoint where you're engaging with your customer, that content needs to be modular in nature. So as, as marketers, uh, we've uh, really focused on producing long-form content. And now what we need to do is decompose that content, make it modular. So based on the individual customer profile, we can assemble that content in a manner that makes sense uh, most for the customer. Uh, so that's, that's the transformation that we're on. Uh, and then yeah, I think the second transformation is really oriented around the Dell Technologies brand uh, with, as Dell combined with EMC uh, and we pulled all of our strategically aligned businesses together. Uh, we launched uh, the Dell Technologies brand which is really focused on helping companies with their own digital transformation. So we're going through a brand transformation as, as well as a transformation to deliver a high, highly relevant experiences with our customers customers. That's so cool. So do you have like all the latest Dell tech in your house? Uh, wall to wall, uh, from some of the award-winning <laughs> products from uh, CES, uh, monitors and, and laptops. Uh, I, I don't think I could walk into a room without escaping a Dell product. <laughs> oh, I, I, I would think you would have a pretty cool, cool, uh, cool decked out house. Are there are there some other trends that are impacting you know what you're doing um, that are sort of impacting you know consumer space? We talked a little bit about VR. Certainly, AR is is bubbling up, and and AI. Um, are you guys playing at all with AR? Uh, we are beginning to look at it on the Dell EMC. Uh, B2B experience. We have yet to fully realize it yet, uh, but it's uh, absolutely on our radar screen and, and something that we're trying to uh, trying to uh, develop as a, as a digital experience. Uh, we did do some really interesting AR things at uh, Dell EMC World about a year ago. Uh, so we had a, a keynote session where uh, it was essentially augmented reality. Uh, we our, our uh, CMO as well as uh, some of our product heads were in an AR environment actually walking through uh, some of our infrastructure products on stage uh, real time and it was uh, it was quite the show oh that's so cool sort of like a uh, Tupac Tupac uh, hologram Tupac but <laughs> yes yes so they were uh, they were uh, they were on stage but uh, on screen they were actually in a storage array walking around the storage array pointing out all the features and capabilities for customers it was uh, it was quite 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 cool well that's so interesting I mean I think again for a B2B environment and also just for enterprise in general AR is such a great teaching skill and you guys have such great screens and displays as part of your world. So that's kind of going to be the key to AR. Are there, are there are some other MarTech or consumer trends that, that are bubbling up for you that you think a lot about? Yeah, the other, the other trend, which kind of ties to AI a bit, is uh, the, the, the way that I like to, to think about it, um, code is kind of becoming the new content. And what I mean by that is we, we talked earlier, Lori, about uh, increasingly marketers needing to create uh, modular forms of content. So essentially think about thousands, thousands and thousands of iterations of uh, short, snackable pieces of content. Uh, but what, what increasingly needs to happen now is code, whether it's uh, machine learning uh, or predictive algorithms, needs to assemble that content to make it relevant to the customer. So as, as, as marketers, uh, what's just as important as the content is the code itself, which really triggers pulling everything together to make it meaningful for the customer. And it, it, if you think about it as a marketer, uh, a lot of marketers try to sh- uh, shy away from marketing sciences because it's uh, uh, you know, 
very, very intense algorithms. But if, uh, as a marketer, you understood what the algorithms were doing, it provides a tremendous mm-hmm. amount of insight in terms of what triggers customer behavior. So I think as marketers, uh, general marketers, we should embrace science uh, and learn from science uh, uh, because it, it's not only effective, but it drives a massive amount of insights in, into the marketing process. Yeah, have you ever played with, just because you made me think of this with, the, with science, um, but neuromarketing? Um, you know, I did an a event recently where we had a couple of uh, neuromarketers talking about you know, the work that's being done there where they're, you know, uh, tapping into people's um, biorhythms and sweat glands and just uh, actually putting probes on their heads to see how they emotionally respond to brands. Are you guys looking at that too? No, but I, I uh, not not yet, but uh, I, I would like to attach probes, a probe to all of my team members uh, so we can keep track of one another. <laughs> that, sounds, that sounds like a great, great technique. Yeah, just um, just the word probe alone is fun to just say. To your team. <laughs> it's just it's just it's just so crazy. Um, what what about in in your house uh, besides uh, just cool Dell technology? Are you someone that is also and again as as a digital marketer, you've got to sort of be playing with this stuff. Do you have like um, like a Google Home or an Alexa? You know, voice activation is going to be such a big part of our future. Is that something that you you play with at home? Yes, I uh, I dabble in everything uh, at at home digitally. So uh, all of our lights and appliances are all controlled uh, by my tablet and my smartphone. Uh, I, I get uh, bored pretty quickly, so I replace technology. I try uh, new technology uh, just to, exp- to improve the experience at home. Uh, so uh, yeah, I have a little of everything at home. <laughs> And it usually doesn't last that long, unfortunately. I know, I do. I have a closet of, like, you know, uh, old technology, um, and it's not even that old, to your point. Um, but it's, it's sad because that piece of technology is, like, your best friend for a while, um, and, then it, and then it's not. <laughs> and then it's, <laughs> That's right. Something, you know, something new comes along six months after you just bought something really shiny and cool. Well, do you find on your team that you have to have, you know, some... 20-somethings around to sort of track these new platforms? I mean, um, Musical.ly is very popular now around tweens and teens mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. obviously Snapchat and then Facebook is continuously, um, you know, um, reinventing the, those same platforms but inside of its platform. And then Google, of course, is always pushing the, the edge. So are, are there, like, defined people on your team that are kind of looking at these new things? Uh, yes, uh, the, the, what what I've done within my team is I've asked I've asked each team to keep an innovation roadmap. We as a as a digital team we pride ourselves uh, based on being on the cutting edge of the industry. So w- when you look at the construct of my organization, it expand it expands from user experience to digital sciences, social media, uh, to monetization to to technology strategy and data strategy. So we have a, a mix of left-brain, right-brain thinkers, uh, uh, millennials, and then seasoned executives, but everyone is tasked with, with managing an innovation roadmap. Yeah, and, and, that, and that means so many different things to so many different people, but it's so great when you operationalize it and sort of integrate it holistically in, into what you're doing. Have you found that millennials are hard to manage? Like, that's the popular thing to say. Um, I mean, I, I just found you have to adopt to them, you know, just evolve. It's not like it's well, so hard. It's a great question. Um, I, I, would say, I wouldn't say that they're difficult to manage, uh, but clearly there's, there's a difference. Uh, you know, with, with millennials growing up, uh, you know, through uh, early ages in, in college uh, on social media networks, uh, you know, they expect a tremendous amount of uh, two-way communication. So, you know, the, the days of annual performance reviews and, you know, scheduled one-on-ones uh, don't really work for the millennial team members. So uh, what, what we aim to do is to have continual dialogue with our team members, you know, particularly millennials, in terms of performance, goals, 
goals, career development. Uh, we also have a, a pretty amazing internal uh, collaboration environment uh, where it's kind of like a, a social media network uh, for the enterprise where we engage with our team members on a minute-by-minute minute basis. So if I have an all-hands meeting or if I have uh, an industry best practice that I want to share, uh, we just do it through a social network as opposed to physically pulling a meeting a meeting together. So, uh, you know, again, Lori, I wouldn't say that they're uh, difficult to manage, but uh, they, they certainly have to change how you manage uh, the millennials. In fact, uh, what we're seeing is as, as we tailor our communication to millennials, we're seeing that it, it all forms of, of the organization. The level of openness, transparency, and collaboration is, is benefiting uh, everyone and in, in inspiring all team members. Got that. Um, you just gave me an idea about how to raise my daughter. Um, <laughs> um, all right, well, we're going we're gonna to take a quick break, and we'll be back with Todd um, to talk a little bit more about, you know, where do you go to get inspiration, Todd? Because you have to keep up with all the latest, and so many of our listeners are trying to figure out how to transform their businesses and, and what they're doing. So I'd love to hear from you about how you keep inspired and maybe where we can hear more from you. So we'll be back Excellent. in a moment with Todd Forsyth, who's the SVP of Digital Marketing over at Dell, um, and we're finding out all sorts of cool things about him as I stalk him digitally. We'll be back in a moment. America Business Network, the bottom line in business. The key point of contact between consumers and brands is technology. StoryTech, a boutique agency, empowers you to use that tech to deliver your message, engage your customers, and raise the bottom line. How do you track and exploit the trends? How do you stay ahead of industry disruption? And how do you maximize profit from content? From strategy to execution, the answer is StoryTech. Inform, innovate, create. Visit us at story-tech.com. That's story-tech.com. Do you need directions to solid financial future? If so, the Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with a roadmap to making smart money decisions in every area of your personal finances. Join Jordan every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 3 p.m. Eastern, for the Money Answers Show on the Voice America Business Channel. Learn how and where to get the best deals on mortgages, cars, and insurance. Find out the best ways to save for college and retirement. Get out of debt, improve your credit rating, and save on your taxes. The Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with great tips on investment opportunities in real estate, stocks, annuities, and other investment vehicles. That's the Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman on the Voice America Business Channel every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. This is the Tech Cat Show with Lori H. Schwartz. If you want to find out more about our show or to leave a comment or question, send an email to Lori at TechCat.tv. That's Lori at TechCat.tv. Hi, everybody. We're back with the fabulous Todd Forsyth, SVP of Digital Marketing for Dell. Um, and we were just talking about what's coming up for Dell. What are some of the big things we can be expecting? So, Todd, you were saying you guys have a new brand campaign that you're launching? Yes, we launched uh, a number of weeks ago, Lori, a brand campaign. And the brand campaign is really focused at the Dell Technologies level, uh, helping customers understand how to make their own digital transformation real. And for anyone in your audience that wants to uh, take a look at uh, how Dell Technologies works with our customers to transform their businesses oriented around digital uh, transformation, uh, we have a, a website called DellTechnologies.com, uh, and it includes uh, a number of examples where we've partnered with 
uh, marquee brands to help them through uh, their own digital transformation. It's uh, an amazing site. It's uh, very well designed as a marketer. I think marketers in your audience would would appreciate the level of design that we put into the web experience itself. Uh, And then we have Dell EMC World that's coming up in early May, and it's uh, yet another form where we'll focus on how we make digital transformation real for, for our customers. So I love these big events like that. So, so what happens there? Are there a lot of um, education sessions and product introductions and you get to meet um, clients, get to meet their salespeople? Like, what's the overriding um, vision of, of a big event like that? Yes, yes. Yes and yes. Uh, it's, it's first uh, an amazing form for us to engage directly with our customers and our channel partners and anyone that's considering a Dell EMC product. Uh, it is our uh, premier venue where we launch uh, new, uh, our, our new uh, 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 marquee products uh, every year. So you could expect a, a, a number of surprises uh, this year at, at Dell EMC World. It's a forum that has um, thousands of tracks of content for IT practitioners, uh, and it's a wonderful network uh, event, and we've got some pretty cool entertainment lined up as well. God, I love those shows, and I, I love um, the, the, you know, it, didn't, it used to be, and tell me if this is still the case, because I used to go to all the tech shows, and quite often I was like one of the only women at these tech shows. Now I know it's changed. I mean, we, there's a lot of chatter about that. But the best thing for me was not having to wait online in the girls' room. Like that was the only <laughs> time in my life where I never had to wait online. You know, are, well, is, well, the, is the one of one of our highest rated. Uh, uh, we, 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 we have these conferences within a conference, and one of the highest rated conferences we have is Women of World. Uh, it's when we look at our uh, net promoter score uh, year over year, that particular sub-conference uh, is very well uh, rated uh, and very, very well attended among our attendees. I'm not sure about the women's restaurant line. I, I haven't, uh, <laughs> haven't given a line in the women's uh, uh, restaurant line area. yet. <laughs> I mean, that was the funner part about it, right? It was uh, th- that was like the one one place in the world. But it, certainly, it's changed a lot, and um, and um, I know that you have a good percentage, a nice balanced demographic um, at Dell. Um, and and sure. we have you- our uh, our. Uh, uh, our uh, entertainment for our customer appreciation event is the one and only Gwen Stefani. So uh, we like to maintain a very, no, maintain no. A very, very diverse uh, event. Oh my gosh, that's so cool! Um, she's some, she's really something else live. Um, are, are you personally speaking at the event? Or are you speaking anywhere? Or are you? I, yes, I am. I, I am speaking uh, on a couple of tracks oriented around. Uh, marketing digital technology and uh, customer data. Cool. And what what um what do you feel for for you is like your your next showbiz experience? Are you going to be um you know speaking at any of the bigger conferences? Is that something that you do, or do you stay pretty close to to just the Dell sponsored ones? Like, are you speaking at anything else coming up? Um, I don't have any near-term plans uh, speaking at industry events, uh, but I I do uh, uh, occasionally uh, make my way to some marketing industry events where I'll I'll speak, but I don't have anything lined up in the near future. Right now, it's all hands on deck for our customers at Dell EMC World. I I bet. And and, um, do you also go to shows like the Cannes Lions or any of those sort of perennial marketing shows? Do you find yourself um, flying around the world to attend all these big perennial marketing shows? We, we, we do. We, uh, we divide and conquer within the team. Uh, so we look at some of the uh, industry-leading events uh, you know, around whether it's uh, content marketing, marketing technology, digital marketing, big data, 
uh, and we uh, attend many of those shows. We also attend uh, shows from our strategic alliances because in many cases uh, some of our alliance partners are operating at best-in-class levels. So uh, with our collaboration environment that I, that I talked a little bit about, uh, we, we take all of the knowledge that we individually get by attending these shows and we bring them back to the team through our collaboration environment. Oh, that's so cool. Um, I, uh, I was just thinking about how I would love to, you know, go to Cannes for the Lions, but, um, you know, you could literally spend your entire life on an airplane these days because there are so many great events um, that are sort of, and each one sort of introduces new themes and new ideas. Are there any brands out there right now that you're admiring from a digital marketing perspective that you think are really doing interesting work? Whether it's yeah, there, there are certainly a number of brands. Uh, I, 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 there's a, a couple of trends that uh, I, I see continuing to emerge in the industry. One is uh, video and uh, you know personalized short short form video, uh, and the other obviously is storytelling. And you know if I pull those two elements together, uh, there are a couple of brands that I, I, I think are best in class uh, relative to content marketing and video content marketing. One is Red Bull, and then the second is uh, GoPro. Uh, so you, one of the things that I've found, Lori, is, is I've looked at content performance over the last five years. Uh, content uh, as a brand that is really focused on storytelling and uh, you know reaching out and touching a a personal experience that you have as an individual versus pure product-based uh, marketing and storytelling, uh, that form of content is, I think, upwards of five times more engaging than thought leadership or product content. So I have a strong appreciation for brands that are, are really focused on storytelling. Yeah, and it's so interesting, too, because you chose the two brands that have sort of become production companies, right? They're like, that's right. you know, that's right. you think of them more, more as, as um, you know, as content studios um, rather than brands now. And I think that that's the case in general, right? Like, right now you yeah, have it's to interesting. The last time studio. that I visited the Red Bull site, I don't think I, I could find a product. It was really focused on an active lifestyle, uh, extreme sporting events, uh, and, and, and that's the image that they're trying to portray with their brand, and I think they've done it exceptionally well. Yeah, it's funny. We used to go, I used to do some consulting for Samsung, and I remember one of the first things that we said to them was, your site is great because, you know, it shows all your products, but it only shows your products. It doesn't actually show anyone using them. You know what I mean? So there was like no storytelling. So you bring up a great point because um, digital marketing these days is all about storytelling. So, so Todd, that's right. Where that's right. Find, it's it's where not only it's it's about storytelling, but with the with technology and data these days, you can tell. Uh, which which content and which aspects of the story are most engaging for customers. So it allows you uh, an amazing ability to optimize the content that you're putting into the marketplace. And one of the one of the things that that, that we focused on is we we will have an overarching story arc for a given topic. Uh, you know, chat, and then we will release chapters over time. So uh, oh, I love it, that. It can, yeah, it's 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 worked very well for us. It it helps us continue the dialogue with our customer. It helps us keep the you know whether it's a thought leadership or a story live for a longer period of time. It takes it takes a little patience though. Yeah, for sure. But I love that it's serial. That's great. Well, we we have to wrap up the show. The hour always goes so fast, especially when you're dropping such great insights, Todd. So we we are you tweeting anywhere? Where can we follow you? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter. You can follow me on LinkedIn. Those are my two uh, favorite channels. That, that's where I was stalking you on LinkedIn. Well, it's been <laughs> – I, I promised you only for the interview, maybe. Anyway, um, it's been great talking Well, my to Twitter handle Forsyth. is pretty straightforward. It's at Todd Forsythe. So if anyone wants to follow me, uh, I, I'm pretty easy to find. Great to learn all about what Dell's doing, and thanks so much for your time. And everybody, we will be back here next week talking to hopefully somebody as stalkable as Todd has been. 
um, dropping insights on, on a great brand. So next week on the Tech Cat Show. Thanks, everybody. Have a great week. Thanks, Todd. Thanks so much for listening to the Tech Cat Show. Please join Lori H. Schwartz again for another great program next Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel and syndicated to the Voice America Women's Channel. 